there. This is Tamsin Granger. Yes. And Hazi Abuhoff. <laughs> and Pepper Abuhoff. Right? Hello, Pepper? Can you say hello? Okay, later. <laughs> All right. Hello. Later. All right, with Dan Abuhoff. And Nicole Hasbon. Noelle Borg. And Zeke. And Sadie. And it's Granger when he comes with, back. Yes. With or without the uh, Hasbon. With Tamsin and Dan read the paper, it's our special number 300 episode podcast. Yeah. There you go. How do you like that? That's Pepper. So uh, we started this whole podcast about six years ago, and this is number 300. And we thought, because it's so special, we'd get the whole family together to, to talk on the podcast. It's Thanksgiving weekend. It's Friday after Thanksgiving. And uh, we had a great Thanksgiving, didn't we, Pepper? Yeah. What did we eat for Thanksgiving? Oh. Dinner. What? Dinner. Dinner, Dinner. yes. <laughs> That's true. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, did we have uh, pumpkin pie? We did. We did. Who made the pumpkin pie? Sadie and Pepper. That's correct. Yeah. We both made it. Yeah. We both made it. And then Yaya made a turkey. Yes. Yaya made a turkey. Spatchcock turkey. And we had a lot of other stuff. Was it a good Thanksgiving? It was delicious. It's amazing. We're hearing from the adults. Don't say yes. Yeah. Pepper's still thinking about it. The kids were eating up a storm. They did. They did. They liked the uh, biscuits. Yes. Husband liked the mashed potatoes, I think. He did. (laughs) (laughs) And you like things, too. I think, too. Yep. Yep. So uh, people came from all over. Pepper came from California. I came from California. Yep. Yep. And Sadie came from Virginia. And Hazi came from New Jersey, Denville. So people were from all over. And it was a good Thanksgiving. Any any other? No. So here we are. So the real, the other point about this is that uh, we're in the Cranberry House that uh, a lot of growing up got done. Uh, by uh, Sadie and Zeke before uh, Hasbone and Pepper got on the scene. And uh, sort of saying goodbye to the Cranberry House. We're sitting here in perhaps the last few weeks of our ownership of the house. Yeah, we uh, lived in the house for 30 years so that uh, Zeke, Granger, and Sadie lived the majority of their growing up lives here. Yeah. And so just taking a look around. Here's, here's your chance, guys. Here's your chance to vent about what it was like to live in this house. Uh, taking feedback? Taking feedback. <laughs> We're getting the feedback now. Are we out of five stars? Granger's here just in time. Yes. Yeah. Out of five stars. Zeke, you know, Zeke, we, it's an old house, right? Two, more than 200 years old, actually. Okay. And uh, Zeke had an interesting bedroom that was over the original house which was basically one of those tiny houses you see in the movies with just a big fireplace and then a sleeping loft over top. And Zeke's room was crafted out of the sleeping loft. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of that room, Zeke? Was it 
It was kind of in the center of things, and yet... Uh, the center of things. I mean, it's a hallway. Yeah. yeah. So, Zeke's room was a hallway. That's true. The I'll, funny I'll, thing about that, I didn't mind it. I thought it was fine. The, uh, I guess the only odd things about it was that uh, as a kid, I didn't relate to kids who, like, wanted to spend a lot of time in their rooms. I <laughs> thought that was, like, uh, Why their, you want to do that? their little safe haven. Yeah. I just always had the door open. <laughs> you could walk through one end and... Well, one end other. didn't even really have a door. Yeah, one end. Yeah, one end is just stairs. just the yeah. yeah the stairs down to the kitchen, and the other end is a door I always kept open even uh, at night. So it was just like a place where my stuff was and where so, you slept. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But uh, and was that annoying? Is that the one thing you've held against us all these years? <laughs> I don't think I held it against you. I don't know. It just didn't occur to me for that to be a problem. I just thought it was odd. When people were like, oh, I'm slamming the door and spending time in my room. I was like, why? What? What do you do? How does that work? How why would you, you do that? that? Yeah. No, part of that is because you left the door open on purpose because you want, you never wanted to. You're the youngest one. You didn't want to go to sleep. But you left the door open to try to, like, you know, stay part of the crowd. I don't know. So, it like so anyway, we're sitting on this piece of property that's uh, about three acres. And is everybody noticing the, the uh, sunset? It's kind of... It's a nice sunset. Amazing, yeah. yeah it's an amazing location. Um, but any any other reminiscences about uh, your room, Granger or Sadie? Uh, my room was pretty nice. I mean, Sadie really has the uh, jaw dropping room. My room was pretty nice. Not really. My room is awkwardly <coughs> shaped because it was very long. It's yeah, it's skinny. Yeah. yeah. It has a balcony. Right. It has a balcony, <laughs> and yet, and yet, it was also I shared it with. The master bedroom, so they they could get onto the balcony as well. Oh, you didn't have yeah. your own balcony. Yes, no. <laughs> well, it, isn't it rough enough to share your balcony? Exactly. Well, access was uh, granted. And also, to theoretically, else. at any point, they could come through that door and then come into my bedroom. But they, but they never did. Never. I don't know. There might have been a time or two. I don't think so. So Cranberry is a town of about two thousand or so people, and uh, back in the day, now it's bigger. Is so it? When we yeah. were growing up, is it, it that much bigger? How big is it now? You know, I, I think the, uh, well, people build on the outskirts, but the truth is the school population is very low now. Hmm. They're at low ebb. Uh, yeah. They've kind of gotten back to the class sizes that we had with Graver and Sadie were in school. Well, anyway, I remember when we moved in because, first of all, I remember visiting it when it was under construction. Right. And just seeing all the, you know, beams and stuff. Yeah, well, we pretty much tore the house yeah. down and put it back up. Like the kitchen was like non-existent. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember we went to Mama and Pop-Up's house for a week, and then you guys moved during that week, and then we all met in Block Island. Right. Do you remember that? Right, right, yeah. And I think the au pair stayed back and moved with you guys. To some extent, yeah. Yeah. I remember visiting here while the porch was under construction, mm-hmm. and I fell through a hole. <laughs> really? Yeah, and I got scraped up coming out, and I still have a scar on my knee. Yeah, oh, my God. A, it was a real... It was How old were you? He was a little peanut. We have pictures. Oh, really? Yeah. Probably like four or five. Wow. No, I think it was closer to, let's see, he, um, yeah, he was about four. Well, see, that's, Zeke's the one who really grew up entirely in this house. The other guys had a few years in the other location. No, it's true. You guys told us that we were moving, and you were like, how do you feel about a new house? And Satan and I were dead set against it. Well, you guys were dead set against it. No, I know, but like, we, were, we were children, we were getting changed, but like, uh, we were dead set against it, but this house was great, which made the transition a lot easier. Right. And it's, it's the same town. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's silly to have any objection. It's the same town, same school, same yeah. friends. Yeah. Honestly, it was kind of like we moved from the other side of town. Right, the other so, side. So, you know, big The wrong switch. side of the track. The wrong side. But, like, the center part of town is, like, the school and the food sampler. And we pretty much ha- are at an equitable distance. Right. Then we just, like, But it's a little easier to reach here because it's a, you, you can cut through very easily. Yeah. Sadie yeah. yeah. mentioned the food sampler. That's the business I had in the middle of town. Yeah. So it probably... It's probably even a shorter, like even if you walk on the street, it's probably a shorter. Yeah, it's walk a little closer here. here. That, well, that, look, that was the ideal setup, right? You had the house, well, true of both houses to some extent, but this one even more. You could access the food sampler, you could access the school without having to cross the street, and there was a very short walk. And the Tamsin was working there, and uh, it was a pretty sweet deal. And I think most of the time we tried to walk to the school on the sidewalk, but if we were late, yeah, we would cut through the back. I didn't realize that that was yeah, the yeah. that was the deal. So if we were late, we'd like have all the morning do. Because they didn't. Shoes. I think the school didn't like us to cut through because we would be walking through basically the parking lot, and yeah. like, we don't want you know ten year olds walking through the parking. So lot. basically, every time <laughs> you were walking through the parking lot, because you were always no. late, probably no, no, because no. 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 we had to meet up with like the Silvermans nice. and the Gatowskis, and we would like walk. Yeah. I see. Yeah, and but cranberries changed a little bit. I mean, now there's an ice cream place, there's a pizza place. No, it's very fancy. The sushi you know. place. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's a little bit. Granger points out that it's listed as having a population of four thousand, not two thousand. Yeah. But I still think that's the environs on the outside. Cranberry does have a little more businesses, and there's rumor it's going to be more businesses going forward. But we'll see. But honestly, yeah. it's just really like. Back in my day, there used to be a traditional pharmacy in the middle of town that was very busy. There used to be a market that was very busy in town. Like, there were busier businesses, and then it went through a really sleepy period, and now maybe it's coming back a little bit. I don't know. Uh, It's hard to really gauge. Think about this, guys. So, if we we bought this house, um, we we were not yet 40, right? Uh, I hope not because yeah. Uh, let's say, right, so I'll say yes. We bought this house yeah. not far from your age. You would have been about you about you about. I feel like this. You bought it. I was forty when I was four. Okay, okay. Well, well, I don't is, want to blow this for you. Guys. This is rude because now you're getting close to like you know at my age right now you should have. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't mean to say that. But the only here's what's interesting. Zeke thinks I'm much older. I'm less than two months older than your mother. Yes. I wasn't talking about her. I was uh. just saying, but this is this is just a fun thing I remember is yeah. that every eleven years our ages are the, the inverse. inverse. Yeah. Right. So when I'm eighty-one, so when you'll be eighteen. 40, we bought the house. That's not how it works. <laughs> we no. When you when you were forty, I was four. Yeah. Uh, well, Fifty-one, you were fifteen. Yes, exactly. Okay, great. So, and, and, and when I turn sixty-two, you'll be twenty-six. We bought the house in 91. We, we were not 40 then. But we bought the house for $300,000. Oh, what, what kind of information are you giving out here? You're putting it's a, it's, you can go on Zillow and find out. Oh we put another $300,000 at least into it. More than that. So imagine what a daunting project it is. I mean, you guys have done some projects on your houses. And uh, you own houses now. And you have a sense of all the minutia that's involved and what a pain in the butt it is yeah. and, you know, and how you think it will never be done. And, uh, well, well, if you think about <laughs> $300,000 then, is what, yeah. $600,000 now. Yeah. And all yeah. really, the point being, that's a ton of work. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a ton so, of things that can go wrong. It, yeah. 
And so it was quite a huge project. And uh, of course, we actually were clueless. We were probably less worldly about all this than you and with less resources because we didn't have the internet. Well, well first of all, you know, we had, if we had a question, we had well, to ask your my father. father. Your father would give us advice. Your father. Stephen Graham was probably a good resource. Yeah, I think that's true. The internet of this time. Yeah. And you know, like all of his friends in town. Yeah, no, I, we did give better opinions. Well, that's true. I mean, he did, you know, he insisted that we dig out the basement. So yeah, we were like, ah, smart. that's going to be another $10,000. Yeah, it was fine, but yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and yet it was, well, it was well worth it. But yeah. I mean, this house, do you, rem- I don't know if you guys remember or if I showed you the pictures, you couldn't see. Tom Lee couldn't stand up on the second floor in Zeke's area. Oh, yeah. In Zeke's bedroom area, the, the, the ceiling was like less than six feet high. Oh, dear. Um, so that's one of the uh, things we had to address. Mm. Well, um, it's completely different. We, we had, the, the, it, there was, there was a huge um, stove or a fireplace slash stove in the middle of the area between the living room and the kitchen now. And once you pull that out, that's what opened everything up. Because there were very little room to yeah. open up the big well, floor plan. There were, there were millions of, of aesthetic decisions yeah. like that. Um, but there was also the idea that once you started to do anything, like take out the old kitchen, yeah. walls started falling down. Right. <laughs> so right. we, had, we really had to... And we also well, built, built out the big porch. I was also going to say, I think your master bedroom with like the closet and the master bathroom yeah, that, was built that was revelatory at the time i feel like having a big master bathroom was like kind of new at the time i think yeah, we put in an ensuite yes before there was but the now world. it's small potatoes now people right. look at the house and say well that's not as big as we would have expected under yeah. the circumstances for a house this no size. nobody says that about the bathroom they say that about the um closet closet yeah well it's the same or the, not, the, not even the closet the bedroom they feel well, I like, I want to yeah I want to say anything bad about the bedroom, but it's interesting that you guys have such a large um, bathroom on suite because you don't have a large bedroom. That's your bedroom, I think your bedroom is size in comparison. Honestly, I've been living in a city for the last ten years, yeah, and your bedroom is huge compared to any yeah. bedroom I've seen in the and city. And yet, you so. cannot fit a king size bed in in the bedroom. And I I mean I, I can't really fit a queen size bed in my bedroom. So <laughs> anyway. It worked out very well. And the, the main thing about the house, at least that persuaded me to buy the house, is the grounds were beautiful. Yeah, that's a big part of it. I mean, basically, you guys bought the grounds and location and yeah. the house with whoever, but you kind of built your own house. Right. On that's exactly right. Yeah, for the, for the money at the time, $300,000 basically buys you a house. Right. So then we got to enjoy the I remember huge moving backyard. the barn. You remember moving the barn? Yeah, it was on a truck. Yeah, the barn was across the street from... The yeah. barn, which we owned, was across the street from the rest of our property. Yeah, yeah. So we moved it. Yeah. Talk about a project for We Papa. didn't move it personally. We hired somebody to move it. And they literally just like put it on the back of a truck and drove it. I didn't know you could do that with a barn. I'm yeah. pretty sure Pop-Up was. was like... I get like this. That was high entertainment for Pop. No, I think I mean, he came he, down just to watch. He it. rolled up, popped up some popcorn, yeah. and watched the. Well, whole the thing, thing is, down. my understanding, and I wasn't there on the other films. I my understanding was they didn't have any heavy equipment. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the, no, well they they because just, it was a barn, it didn't have uh, any um, complicated plumbing or anything. No, they were able to put it on a truck. Just get a jack under it. Yeah. Well, they didn't do much. They, they just put these long, I don't know, beams under it. Mm-hmm. And they kept moving it and shuttling, shuttling it from one thing to the other and sliding it. And they were able to get it on a truck before you know it and just slide over to the foundation that was built to put it over here. 
Like the Amish do. Uh, it was very much like, I think we had Amish well, people do it. It's similar to building the pyramids. It was very like the building. Yeah. Well, but more expensive. Like, I think is the you way all paved the driveway, too. Like, well, that's... It, used, it didn't used to be that shape. It's small potatoes. That's because we had to do that because we built out the porch. Right. But, uh, no, it's, but go back to the grounds. It's beautiful grounds. You can't beat the grounds. Well, we're remember, looking at the sunset now, and you can see the school from here. I remember the ropesman going in. I think Pop-Up put that up for Zeke's birthday. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I just swung in that like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. It still works. Still it still works. It's still, still an accident still waiting old. to happen. I mean, but uh, one of the things that uh, we think a lot about when we look at this house is we bought it for a lifestyle, not even... For a house and for particular bells and whistles, mm. and um, and I know that uh, we bought it at a time when Dan was working pretty much six or seven days a week, and he came on a Sunday and took a quick look and then went on into work. And well, that's uh, when you were thinking of buying it. You told me during the week you said you were thinking uh, somebody showed you this house; it's for sale. What do you think? <laughs> And I said, well, I got an hour on Sunday morning. I'll come by and take a look with you. And I looked at it and I said, uh, it's a million-dollar property. Bye. And that was it. The rest of you Well, well you actually, the way I remember the conversation is, I said, what did you think the house? He said, well, it's a million-dollar property. And I said, okay, I can make the house livable. Okay. <laughs> you know? And the thing is, I actually loved the house the way it was. It's quirky. Really? It was crumbling. Yeah. I. But we couldn't have lived in there. No, but you couldn't. It, it, it was crumbling. So you had, you really, if you were going to spend 30 years there, uh, you had to shore things up a bit. And, you know, you, you fix the appliances and, and so on and so forth. But fortunately, to the extent there was an old bathroom upstairs, it wasn't a charming tiled bathroom, you know, from the 20s or 30s or anything. Um, it, it was completely forgettable bathroom from the 60s or 70s. Yeah. So... We didn't destroy anything that was really historic, but I liked it quite a bit. I, I, um, it had wonderful old wallpaper that I hated to destroy. I don't even know if things I like that. that. I may not even but, walk inside the house. No, you walked. Yeah. You, you no, you definitely walked in the house. No, no doubt about that. But I mean, this is a little. Uh, it's especially poignant for me because my family has lived in Cranberry since the 1920s. And in fact, our first house as a family, and at the Abgenhoff family, was we bought my grandparents' old house on the other side, of, the other side of town. Right. Okay, so we have been here for a long, long time. And my, you know, my grandparents, my father, are buried here. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really, but, uh, we're pretty dug in. It's sad. One of the great coincidences is even as we're selling this house, that house where we were for the first few years here in Cranberry, where Granger and Sadie started, that house is now being sold. Right. For the second time. Steve started there. And if you look at it online, I don't know if you kids kids did, it looks completely different. It looks nothing like the house that you guys grew up in. And I remember well the kitchen that Granger and, and Sadie used to sit in. Uh, you know, with a little linoleum floor and they'd have sort of a little bar area that was facing, I think, away from the appliances and they would eat their breakfast. Right. Like yeah. That. Well, it, it was, uh, it was built in the twenties. It was a, a very a traditional cool. center hall colonial, Yeah. but very well built copper guns. Oh, I, I like that house a lot. And, 
But at a certain point, uh, we were ready to expand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Zeke was taking up an awful lot of room, so we needed to find him a ledge to sleep on somewhere. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, like I said, closing a chapter. Closing a chapter. Well, one thing that I don't think uh, we fully described, though, is the lifestyle that you're talking about. Because you mentioned Mom had the business in town. Right. But really, it was kind of amazing that for nine years, you can walk to school like less than half a mile. Um, and then after school, well, we would put... We yeah. had the Merrill's next door. They had yeah. a pool. So we would go to the pool at the Merrill's house. And then the Merrill's would come over here and play basketball at our house. Mm-hmm. And then I would go diagonal across the street to Tacey's house and play Barbie's. Like, we had a lot of convenience, or at least I had a lot of conveniences in the area. <laughs> no, no, I agree with that. Else yeah. Did. No, we used to, like, my friends used to, like, we took turns which house we were going to, and you would just walk to the house. And, you know, you know, this makes me sound old, but you just would call your mom at, like, you know, 4 30 and be like, do I have to come home now or do I have to come home? And, you know, can I stay a little longer? It's that right. kind of thing. Like, mom That's went. That's what people did back then. It wasn't <laughs> well, the other thing. The thing that you were skipping, though, is I think some people used to stop at the cranberry food sample for a snack on the way home from school. Well, yeah, but we had a limit. Eventually, especially in the summers, we had a limit on how often we were allowed to do that because, you know, my friends would eat too many of the brownies. Oh. So we were allowed to do it once a week. We'd come by for a brownie or a choco taco. And cranberry is a town that was largely a farming community, and a lot, a fair amount of the land has been preserved it's in farmland preservation so it's really a country town and yet it's about if there's no traffic it's an hour from new york okay so that's never going to happen again but uh, it's halfway it's literally halfway between philadelphia and new york right and you commuted for 40 years or whatever 30 years uh, on on the train uh, from princeton junction so uh you know we were and uh even the story of buying this house is a real small town story because since I had a business in the middle of town, a lot of transactions happened, especially real estate. People would find out what's coming up for sale, all the usual small town gossip. And one day I walked in and two women were standing in the middle of the shop saying, well, we'll get Tamsin to buy it. And I said, buy what? And they told me about this house that was for sale that I had never seen because it's kind of on, it's around the corner. So even though it's in the middle of town and it's three acres and it's a hundred yards from the school, it's completely private. Yeah. And uh, I saw it. I loved it. And on top of the biggest hill on town. Bunker. Bunker Hill. <laughs> uh, well, the other Where is- they run the Cub Scout races with the what do you call it, the hot rods they make uh, the homemade yeah there's a name for that yeah i don't know yeah, yeah. I there's a competition which they put these things they go down but they, they have to have it here because it's the something, only hell in town derby yeah okay. something derby. yeah not the pinewood derby but yeah, the one for like, right real people right. so this is just a little but you should also mention your business what your food business which you had for 10 years that you were just described in connection with how you got the information was the biggest business in town well, it was a bank. Yeah. <laughs> I still think yours was, it was basically. It was basically like growing up in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood because there was the bank, there was the hardware store, there was the, I think the dance studio. I don't know how old the dance no, studio was. No, dance studio wasn't there. Yeah, people no, no, were puppets. No, no, no. And then there was the sampler and then the market and the pharmacy and the used bookstore. And like that's all you need, and the cobbler and the dentist. Like, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. very Mr. small Rogers town here. Yeah. That's and absolutely the mail, correct. And the post office. Yeah. 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 No. 
But, you know, we did, uh, so we had, it was a cute little business. We made lunch. There was a bank across lunch the street. Taste. So when everybody, when people um, in the surrounding businesses, like Carter Wallace or whatever, the bigger businesses, they get their paychecks, uh, you know, certain, you know, every other Friday or mm-hmm. whatever. And they'd all come to our shop. There would be a big line and of were, chicken wings. And they were flush. Yeah. <laughs> they said, now we can afford... Because they'd cash the check at yeah. the bank and then come over and buy lunch for yeah. us. They said, but well, now we can afford Tams' chicken wings. We and we sold coffee and a Christmas... Oh, you sold you know, a lot Christmas Eve, people came and bought sticky buns for Christmas morning. Yeah. You know, and bought their Thanksgiving Well, pies. speaking of which, on Black Friday, back in the old days, we would be at the store decorating for, for Christmas. Christmas. That's right. That's right. I would bring you to the shop to help me... Put up the Christmas decorations, and that was a huge job. And then I put you out on the porch with the Christmas lights. Yeah. And I ran in to get something, and on my way back to the porch, I heard crunch, 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 crunch. crunch. And you two were walking all over the lights, <laughs> and I had to buy a few new lights. You laughed about that. And and I took all of the signs out of the coffee beans because we were ready to close them up. And then we were like, oh no, now I don't know which coffee bean is which. Right, we just had big sacks of coffee beans. And we would stick metal, not metal, uh, wooden signs, signs in each it's one. Right, you know, this is Colombian, this is oh, Hazelnut, you were grinding for this people. is decaf. Yeah, right. And well, Sadie, you know, I thought I was being helpful. Yes. Well, the, the hard thing too was to, to go out and have a great theme, wasn't it? On Friday after Thanksgiving, but it was such a busy time leading up to Thanksgiving because you were making, you know, all nice. kinds of loaves and uh, desserts. You, you know better than I what you were making. Right, Perfect. zucchini bread, cranberry nut bread. Yeah, you know, we would make and we would make sides for everybody. We didn't make the turkeys. Right. But we made, you know, well, all had, the usual You sides. had a Thanksgiving menu, which you would uh, yeah. print out and yeah. hand out. I handed yeah. it out in New York, and you were selling this stuff. So it was a very, very busy time. So then you'd have Thanksgiving, which somehow you would manage to put together. This is how I managed to put together. Now I cooked the turkey, but I had all the sides left over from the shop. <laughs> right. Right? So yeah. I didn't cook any of that stuff. Right. And then but Friday, we all go to the shop again and try to set it up for Christmas. And then Saturday... When the wheel? Anybody in this room remember Dan? Ever being I, was there. No, no, I was there. I was doing all the hard, difficult hardware projects. Well, I remember one time I walked to the shop by myself, like back behind here, and I saw a robin's egg on the ground. Oh, so I, remember, I, picked I was going to say robin's this. Egg, yeah. And I brought it with me to the shop, and I thought, how do I get this egg to hatch? Well... Birds, when they're trying to get their eggs to hatch, they sit on their eggs in the nest. So I went up to, there used to be a little chair next to the register where we would go weigh, we would weigh breadsticks and croutons for the, to put in little baggies for the soup. So I used to sit on that bench. So I sat on that bench and I put the robin's egg under my butt. And lo and behold, (laughs) I was trying to hatch an egg and the egg cracked. Yeah, you seem sort of clueless when you ate all these. Listen, the intention was there. I had good intentions. It was kind of a logical analysis, except yeah. that she's not a bird. Yeah, yeah that's the only thing that I remember. Yeah. I remember all kinds of like childhood shenanigans in there. I remember getting being all dressed up in my tights for something, and then getting a splinter in my foot, and then the au pair bringing me to the uh, shop. To get so mom could take the splinter out of my foot. I remember all, you know, the classic childhood really? scrapes. 
that revolved oh, but then, the and then what he added to it was the next door the food sampler the, the space you owned also became a toy shop yes cubby hole the cubby hole and uh, you kids would hang out there did, did you remember that secret was that yeah. pet, you know before I liked visiting the cubby hole yeah, yeah. Coming also, it was food on one side and toys on the other. You guys really had it made. It wasn't really toys. It was like a gift shop. No, but there were toys. I know, there were toys, but there was also like earrings and like all different kinds of things and probably cards and stuff. The toys were kind of like gimmick toys. Um, but I remember sometimes, for whatever reason, maybe it was pre old-fashioned toys. Yeah, but I remember sometimes we had to be put other places in the building. I remember being afraid that I was going to get locked in the freezer, walking freezer. I was playing with that when we were hanging out in the basement. I remember hanging out in mom's office and they were like, you know, she was like, play with the calculator. Um, I remember that. <laughs> no, I remember being put to work. We made gift baskets. We measured out croutons for the soup. I remember doing like, this random we, stuff over I made spanakopita till, you know, my fingers bled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was real so I do, I, somewhere I still have two of your time cards that you guys filled out. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Well, it's uh, it's been, a, I think, a great place to live. I I can't help but notice that you all kind of zoomed to urban environments, to more urban environments. As yeah. As soon as you Denville, New Jersey, no, 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 immediately <laughs> afterwards. You no, Brooklyn is not too much like Cranberry. Yes. I would I had, say. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Boston, etc. Well, it's a very it's like a sleepy little town. You know, it's very small town America, which makes it you know seem uh, pretty uh, idyllic in retrospect. But, uh, you know, when you're a kid growing up there, one thing that occurs to you, especially by the time you're a teenager, is that nothing is happening here. Right. Well, it's hard to think, like, where were you going to work in town? Like, unless you were going to... No, we're not saying you should have stayed. No, no, we're suggesting you should have stayed. We're not saying that. But uh, it's it's a great place to bring up a family, but uh, really, once you're ready to fly the coop, or even, uh, even as an older person, you know, what do you do? I mean, it's well, a great place to walk your kids to school and send your kids to the yeah, ice cream store like by themselves. Yeah, it's not like I work in town, and I'm not advocating but one of As Zeke and I were driving here, we were driving through all the corporate campuses on Plainsboro Road, and we were saying, like, I think, like, Mr. Silverman used to work at the Merrill Lynch campus on that road, and, like, wouldn't it have been nice... To have this six-figure job that's like five miles down the road from where you live in this small town, right. like what a nice commute that would be yeah. to work for like a Fortune 500 company just down the road. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's exactly what happened. But even that changed. The influx so, of people when yeah. those were built, yeah. the Silvermans were living in Brooklyn and they moved down here with, you know. But that, that, that ended and, and Maryland's moved. So, you know, it... But that was a big influx in town when Maryland's moved out there. There were a bunch of people. But now there's other, there's like Novus. Right. Yeah, yeah, no. It's Johnson still a great Johnson. place to uh, grow up. But uh, you're right. In terms of stimulation, once you're over 15. Is, yeah. yeah, the town doesn't even have a high school. So yeah, like, doesn't have a high school. by the time you start high school, you feel like you've half left the town. Yeah. Right. Well, you do. You have to leave the town to go to high school. At least uh, every day, you have to get on a bus and go. But like, but that being said, I have friends from you know elementary school and middle school who still live in the like within ten minutes of here, and they're raising their family here. And on Facebook, it seems lovely. Yeah, it seems like yeah, no, it is lovely. It's still lovely. Yeah. Okay. It's different things for different phases of your life, and uh, of course, depending you know how you're making a living and and that sort of thing. So it worked out for us, right, Madison? Right. Right. It did. It did. So uh, I'm watching the sunset. 
The sun sets. Uh, the sun sets on our both literally and figuratively. Exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, it is a nice sunset. Okay, so that's all. I realize this is a kind of a personal podcast. Yes, you can. We should have warned you. We could. You can skip it now. You can skip the rest of it. Well, if you want to bring the paper into this, as you mentioned earlier. I think there was a New York Times article like 30 years ago about how cranberry is equidistant between yeah, Philadelphia right. and New York. And it is one of the main spots in New Jersey where you're technically allowed to pick any sports team in New York or <laughs> Pennsylvania. You're allowed to cheer for whoever you want. Is that because right? You're literally between the two oh. and that's what the article is about that like people just like have mm. these random slates I, of sports teams that they're like yeah i'm a mets fan and an eagles fan and the and they just like pick i didn't randomly. remember that yeah that so, must be why we moved here that must be mm-hmm. it all right so goodbye cranberry and uh yeah but and thank you and uh, thanks for you guys coming by of course you're here for the weekend and uh and beyond and as far as, far as the podcast is concerned, uh, well, we'll see you next week. Exactly. This is Tamson Granger. <laughs> Dan, have you hop. And, and the Spiel, whole group. The yeah. whole group. The whole group. Including the munchkins who disappeared. Yes. The munchkins. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.